Praise God. We want to welcome everyone by live stream. We've already been having a great time in the Lord. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We are uh, blessed to have a lot of visitors here this morning. Uh, we're also blessed to have visitors uh, via uh, live stream. Uh, I made an announcement just a moment ago, and I want to include all of our family uh, uh, and the body of Christ that watches us by live stream next Sunday. Uh, of course, we're going to here at the church. We're going to be having our uh, Thanksgiving luncheon after service. But uh, next Sunday also, we're going to be having a communion service. So I want to invite everyone who's watching by live stream to join us for that communion service. Uh, get you uh, some crackers and some grape juice. We don't drink wine. Uh, but get you some cracker, uh, cracker and grape juice and take communion with us next Sunday. Amen? Amen. If you have your Bibles this morning, and I encourage everyone to never leave home without your sword. Let me, ha let me share with you what happens if you don't have your sword with you. You can't defeat nobody, can you? Now, I know there a lot of people who use their phone and what have you. Let me ask you something I've always wondered. Do phones have an, uh, uh, an app where you can highlight and circle words and stuff? Oh, that's pretty cool. I didn't know that. I'm old school, man. Give me a, give me a highlighter and an old-fashioned Bible. Amen? Amen? But turning your Bibles to Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And I know, realize there's a lot of you haven't been here over the last uh, few weeks. Uh, and though, even those watching by live stream, um, you may not have been with us the last few weeks. So I want to encourage you to always feel free to go on our website and either download or watch the videos on our website. Or you can also download the podcast. Everything on there is free. Amen. Everybody likes that free word. Everything is free. Download those and listen to them. Because the, the word of the Lord comes... Uh, of course, as God gives it, but it also, it, it kind of follows one another. And if, if you wasn't here last week, then I may say something today that you may go, wow, man. But see, that's the importance of never missing church. Yeah. See, there's always, every time every person comes to church, there will be a relevant word for that person. Amen. Amen. That we, we preach the relevant word here, so I encourage you to go back and look at those. Hallelujah. How many of you, uh, and we're going to be studying on faith. Uh, once again, as a matter of fact, I am going to finish this segment up to, today uh, uh, on faith. Uh, it's been, a, I don't know, six, eight-week teaching. I, I can't remember when uh, we started, but that's okay. God does. But how many of you feel you know everything you need to know about faith? That's a good thing. In other words, uh, your faith is so strong that you always <laughs> receive immediate manifestation of what you're praying for. Anybody in here like that? Oh, man, I was hoping at least one person would raise their hand that way. I could ask you to pray for me a million bucks. Wow. Amen. If you get answers every time you pray, man, you're the guy I want praying for me. Amen. But if you're not, that's okay. See, I believe we all need to hear more on the subject of faith. So let's pick up right where we left off last week. How about that? Again, I'm going to recap a little bit of what we've been talking about. Uh, but it's important to understand that God's messages 
are building on each other. Amen? Isaiah 28, uh, uh, verse 10 says this. It says, we learn, and I'm paraphrasing, but we learn God's word, precept upon precept. How many of you ever heard that? Line upon line. Amen? We grow from faith to faith. Precept upon precept, line upon line, here a little, there a little. So if you missed any of the faith series, go back and listen. Amen? Amen. The things we did learn over the past few weeks. Number one, that everything God has made, uh, has, uh, he has made available to all of mankind. Not just Christians, but everything. For God so loved what? The world that he gave. Amen? Everything he has available is, is available to all mankind. Uh, but it, and it must be received by faith. That, and that's the kicker. We started this series talking about according to your faith. How many of you know you can only receive what you have faith for? Amen. You may hear a word and, and all of a sudden you say, man, that's for me. And you start praying that word over your life and man, you'll see instant results. But then you may hear another word and say, well, I don't know. I'm going to have to study on that one a little bit. Well, how many know while you're studying, God's still working on your behalf? But he's not going to release that thing in your life until you release your faith to receive it. That's just the way it is. Hallelujah. It's according to your faith. We also learned that there are what we call instant miracles. Anybody ever seen an instant miracle? I have. I've seen people get up out of wheelchairs. I've seen people's legs and arms grow out. I've seen people walk when they couldn't walk before. I've seen people get their hearing healed immediately where they were totally deaf, according to the doctors, have a doctor report, and then they prayed for them, and immediately their ears popped and they were opened, just like it does, had, that Jesus did in the Bible. Amen? There are such things as, as uh, instant miracles. But most miracles, we learned, require what? Patience and faith. Not just faith, but you've got to have patience too. How many of you are praying for something you have not manifested yet? I rest my case. I rest my case. We have to be patient. And so I encourage you to go back and listen to the tapes on patience. We're not going to teach on that again. The third thing we uh, learned that... Uh, that miracles and everyday blessings, when we come into agreement with God's word, you must agree with God's word. Can I get you to say amen to that? Amen. Uh, that, that teaching was called the supernatural power of agreement. We did that last week. All of these messages will help us build and develop our faith. This morning, I want to take a few moments, the next few moments, and I'm going to talk about another key aspect of developing our faith. I want to talk about uh, another aspect of you receiving what God has for you. And that, that very key element is you must be thankful. You must be thankful. Amen. And I'm going to show you some of that this morning. Praise God. It's the importance of being thankful. How many of you believe our society can stand to be a little bit more thankful? How many, would you, how many of you would agree that maybe you need to be a little bit more thankful? Amen. How many aren't going to raise their hand no matter what I ask? 
We could all use a little bit more thankfulness. Amen? Amen. Well, thank God, uh, Thanksgiving's right around the corner, right? And usually about this time every year, uh, most people will start uh, thinking about, well, hey, I need to be a little bit more thankful for what God's done to me, uh, for me. Or maybe they're thinking, maybe I'll be thankful for what the world's given me. I don't know what they're thankful for, but a lot of people during this time of the year, they'll start thinking about being thankful. But how many of you know that the, in the life of a Christian, how many Christians we got in here? In the life of a Christian, thankfulness needs to be a habit. Thankfulness needs to be a habit. That's right. Your pastor's advocating you getting addicted to thankfulness. You need to have an addiction of thankfulness. Amen? How many of you know that's not a bad habit to have? Hallelujah. It's a great habit. Some people need to swap their habit of murmuring and complaining. Nobody in here, of course. Nobody watching my live stream. That's just, I'm talking to the wind. But some people need to swap their habit of murmuring, complaining to God with a habit of being thankful to God for his answers. Amen? Hallelujah. You see, my brothers and sisters, when you are, or I are, are become... Or, 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 uh, or develop a habit of being thankful in our lives. It don't matter what happens. It, don't, it, don't, it doesn't matter what comes against you. Amen. When you're thankful, it don't matter what comes against you. It don't matter the pressures you may even be facing this morning. Amen. It don't matter about the, what you may be experiencing in your lives, the circumstances, the negative circumstances in your life. And when you have an attitude of gratitude, you'll find something, no matter what, to be thankful, won't you? Amen. And if you're not, you need to start doing that. You need to get in an attitude of, you know, putting everything aside and find something in your life that you can raise your hands to heaven and say, thank you, Father, for giving me this. Amen? We all have something, right? Amen. How many of you have got uh, air in your lungs? Well, raise a hand to heaven and say, thank you, Father, for the air in my lungs. Hallelujah. <laughs> for all you more seasoned people in here, like myself, when you wake up in the morning, you got a lot to be thankful for. Thank you for my air in my lungs. Thank you for letting my feet hit the floor. Thank you for giving me the strength to walk down the hall and get a cup of coffee. I mean, you just think of all kinds of things to thank God for. Amen? Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, but many times when the trials and the tribulations come, and they come to us all, then it's sad but true that... Many times we concentrate more on the problem and complaining about what we don't have or what God's not doing. And we need to be uh, always keeping our mind on what we do have and thanking God for it. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah to Jesus. When you really learn the power of thanksgiving and being thankful. I promise you, my brothers and sisters, 
it'll, tra it'll transform your life. Amen. It'll transform your life. When we start complaining and we start thinking, amen, you're going to notice a difference in your life. But it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to be one of them process miracles. Amen? You're going to have to do it over and over. To, you know, I don't even know why I want to use this example. But when I was young, okay, Lord. Uh, when I was young, I acquired a habit of nicotine. But guess what? I wasn't hooked on nicotine after the first time I uh, tried it. It took a while. But then after a while, the nicotine took over. Well, see, praise God, I got delivered from that. And now, uh, for 23 years or more, I've been partaking of a drug called Jesus. Amen. Amen. And I've been taking gospels every day. And taking them religiously. And you know what's happened? I've acquired an addiction to the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I'm hooked on him. Amen. And guess what? I don't want to be delivered from him. Amen. It's a good addiction, praise God. But what I'm wanting to tell you this morning, that there is a, the power of God. And this is the point I'm trying. There is the power of God and the anointing of, of God to people who become addicted to being thankful to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. And I'm going to show you that this morning. The title of my message this morning, and, and Miss Brenda and I, she tried to help me with the title, but I, I've settled on what the Holy Spirit told me. He said, tell my people there's power in living thankful. There's power in living thankful. Look at this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Can I get an amen? amen. <laughs> Do you look at my notes? I know. No, he reads his Bible. Praise God. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 16 through 18. 16 says, Rejoice sometimes. When things are going good, when you're getting your way, it says rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Wow. Pray without ceasing. Now listen to what these words are telling you. That means we always should have an attitude of communicating with God. Amen. From the time we get up in the morning to the time we go to bed. Even while we sleep. That's right, brother. There's a, there's a scripture in the Bible that says that we are to meditate on the word of God day and night. Amen. You want God to grow and you want the word to grow in your life? You want your faith to, to grow exponentially? Just ask God and thank him for allowing you and giving you word to meditate on day and night. But then you got to get in the Bible and find something. Amen. You can't just meditate on thoughts. 
you got to find a scripture, and you need to get it in your heart. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you right now, part of this teaching is going to be when you have issues in your life, you need to open that Bible, and you need to look in there. You need to find a scripture that pertains to what you're going through. And you need to memorize it. You need to confess it over and over. You need to talk about it. You need to meditate on it. And you need to get it as a part of you. My wife is uh, always saying we need to read ourselves into the Word of God. You need to find yourself in God's Word. Find out what you're going through in there. His Word covers everything we'll ever go through. Amen. He's got the answer for everything. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Pray without ceasing. In other words, we talk to him all the time. Now, notice this in verse 18. It says, in everything give thanks. Not some things. Everything. In everything give thanks. You need to underline that in your Bible. Highlight it if you've got your phone. Circle it. Make it large. Make it do anything. But you need, to, you need to make sure you read that again. Thank you, brother. I got it. Hallelujah. In everything, give thanks. For this is what? The will of God, will of God in Christ Jesus for your pastor. Well, it is, but it's for you too. Amen? But see, I just read myself in there. This is the will of God uh, 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 in Christ Jesus for John. And this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for your name. Amen? But you've got to put your name in there. You've got to fill in the blank. Amen? But then, listen to me, when you say that, this is the will of God for me, then guess what you obligate yourself to do? Pray without ceasing. Always talk to God. That means anytime anything comes up in your life, you just don't go headstrong and do it yourself. How many of you have ever done that? How did it work out for you? Not too well. You don't go headstrong and do it your way. You talk to God about it. We need to get into the habit of always going to God with every situation. Never making a decision on our own. Amen. Hallelujah. Notice it says the will of God for you and I is to be uh, to see, not just pray without ceasing, but it also says is to be thankful in every situation. Amen. Amen. He didn't say be thankful uh, for every situation. How many of you know that? We don't thank God four things that come against us. Now, you can thank him for the good things, but it's saying here to pray, to thank him in every situation. Amen? Amen. There's a difference. Many people, when hardship comes on them, and I do not mean this critically, but many people, many Christians, when something happens in their life, they'll say something really silly, and I'm not trying to offend anybody, but they'll say something real silly like, God put this on me to show me something. Well, anybody who's read their Bible knows that that is a falsehood. Amen. 
You need to fact check that. How about that word? Fact check it. Amen. You need to fact check that because that's not true. God is not the author of any kind of disease, any kind of hardship. Amen. He don't put anything on you to show you anything. He tries to show you before things come on you. He's trying to show you this morning, if you want to keep some of them things off of you, uh, pray without ceasing and always be thankful to me. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. That means when the pressures of trials and negative circumstances of life come against us, what he is saying is in that, during that time when we're going through those trials, amen, while it's happening, we are to give God thanks. Why? Because when we give him thanks and praise, the Bible tells us that we release the power of God or his anointing to Fix it. Now you know better word I can use. We release his power to fix it. Amen? Amen? Let's say the enemy tries to put, and I'll just use me, let's say the enemy tries to put symptoms of sickness on my body. My response to that is to say, Father God, I thank you for your word. And your word says in 1 Peter 2.24 that by the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. Not I'm going to be healed, but I was healed. So, Father God, I thank you. Hear what I'm saying. Father God, I thank you. I'm not asking you for a healing, but I'm thanking you that I received my healing. And I thank you that I am healed from this moment on, from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. In Jesus' name. That's my response. It's not, man, I wish Jesus would do something about this sickness. I'm just so tired of this flu, or I'm just so tired of this. I'm just so tired. Don't look at me in that tone of voice. I know people say stuff like that. I used to say it myself. <laughs> God, you're getting awful quiet in God's house. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. What am I doing? When I talk like, when I talk and I thank God for it, what am I doing? I'm releasing his power in my life. Amen. I'm thanking him not. I'm thanking him not for my symptoms. I'm thanking him for his answer to my symptoms. I'm not trying to, to deny that symptoms come on us. I mean, and we're not going to study on have a study on health, but symptoms come on everyone. Amen. And they will until we meet him in the air and we get our glorified body. But we don't, when they come on us, we thank him for the answer to our symptoms, to getting rid of our symptoms. Hallelujah. And the same holds true for any trials that you and I may be going through. Let's just say you uh, maybe, uh, you're, and I'm just trying to give you some application here, okay? Let's say that someone in here may be going through a financial difficulty. Excuse me, let me get a drink. Hallelujah. Someone in here, even watching by the live stream, you may be going through something, uh, financial difficulty in your life. So immediately you go into your word, if you don't already have the word in you, and you find the scripture that pertains to that. Anybody be able to tell me what that scripture is for finances? How about Philippians 4.19? 
Philippians 4.19. You can write it down. But you go to Philippians 4.19, you read that scripture, and then you pray something like this. I thank you, Father God, that you have said in your word that you will supply all of my need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So I thank you, Father, that this financial situation is right now turning around in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, I do want to say this because this is what the Holy Ghost told me to tell you. Don't be surprised when you ask God to turn a financial situation around for you if he doesn't show you where you're spending your money on stuff you don't need. Amen. I won't mention any names, but I've ministered to couples before. And they'll come to me and they'll say, you know, Pastor, we really need church to help us. And we want to help people, praise God. And we'll sit down and I'll start asking them some questions. How many of you know that that's what pastors do? Amen. Listen, I have an obligation to this congregation. And I'm not going to give anybody money that's going to spend it on stuff that's not worthy of God's money. Amen. That's just the way it is. So I'll sit down and I'll say, well, let me ask you something. Do uh, either one of you smoke? Yeah, both of us do. Okay. How much do you think you spend a month on cigarettes or whatever it is you smoke? (laughs) And they'll tell me. How about drinking? Do either one of you drink? Well, yeah, we we like to occasionally party and have a good time. Don't everybody? I said, no. I have a good time in Jesus. But that's beside the point. That's not what I'm getting at. The point is, how much do you spend a month on that? And I'm just going to throw this number out there. Uh, Between the two, they spend about $400 a month So guess what I tell them next? When you quit, you'll give yourself a $400 a month raise. And then you won't be in my office asking the church to help you pay your bills. Amen. Now, some people may think that's ugly. I'm trying to help them. Amen. Because I can put a Band-Aid on them and help them one month, but then if they're not good stewards of God's money and it's all his... If they're not good stewards of his money, then they're going to come back to me the next month and the next month and the next month. And I'm not going to enable anybody to be disobedient to God's word. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. Let's move on. God wants us to be good stewards. Can I get an amen to that? Another thing that may be going on in, in, in some of you's life, I don't know for sure, but this is a, something that goes right along with financial troubles is you start having difficulties in a relationship. Uh, that's, a, one, another, that's two of the areas that Satan attacks families. And let me tell you something. There's not enough time left on the clock to really get into talking about relationships. But here's what I believe, and this is what the Holy Spirit told me to tell you. 
that both sides of the relationship should sound something like this. I thank you, Father God, that my relationship with my spouse is second only to my relationship with you. I thank you, Father God, for your word that has given me specific instructions about how I am to love and to treat my spouse. So right now, in the name of Jesus, I come into agreement with your word. And I promise you, when you show me what your word wants me to do, I will immediately change. That's pretty simple, isn't it? We learned last week that the number one thing that couples need to be doing is coming into agreement with God's word. You'll have no peace in your marriage. You'll have no peace in relationships with other people until you line yourself up with the Word of God and you put Jesus in the middle of your household. He's got to be the final authority. Amen? All right. Don't shout me down just because I'm preaching real good. My point is, in the midst of any trial that we're going through, whatever it is, It's the act of thanksgiving and giving thanks to God for his answer that will get that situation turned around. Amen. Amen. Why would he do that? Because there's power in being thankful. I want to give you some cowboy logic or country logic, whatever way way you want to take it. I'm just a logical preacher. How many of you know that? You say you have, let's just say you have a, an insurmountable financial need. You don't, but let's just say you do. And you're fretting over this financial need. You're, you're praying and you're asking God and you're believing and you're doing everything you think you can to know how to, know how to do. And then one day your best friend comes over to you and says, you know something? I'm going to go to the bank in the morning, and I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to get the full amount that you owe, and I'm going to pay your debt for you. How many of you know that you would have an attitude of gratitude? How many of you know you would immediately start thanking that person and just thank them and thank them and thank them? And just, yeah, I mean, you'd just be elated, wouldn't you? Amen? Why? You haven't seen the money yet, have you? Have you seen the money? No, all you got is his word. God's no different. Don't he give us his word? Don't he give us in his word that, and promise us that he will supply all of our need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus? Isn't that just his word? Then why aren't we thankful before, before he does it? Let me share something with you. It's not going to happen until you are thankful. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, that was another one of them lead balloons. Hallelujah. Third plunk. (laughs) Hallelujah. You see, if if you have God's word on it, you ought to believe him, right? If you have God's word on it, and we do, We ought to just say, thank you, Father God, that you've already met my need. I thank you that you are the ultimate banker. And whatever it takes, because it takes something on my part, Father. 
whatever it takes to build my faith to a point to where I can receive what you have already given me. I'm going to do it. Amen. Amen. Got one amen. amen. Let me tell you something. Amen means so be it unto you. How many of you in here are really willing to do what it takes to receive from God? It's not just about coming to church. It's about having Bible study in your home. It's about you sitting down with the scriptures and getting those scriptures over and over and over and over again. Because there ain't nobody in here that doesn't have something wrong with you. Really. So there's something in God's word, especially for you. I challenge you to dig into it and dig it out and change for the better. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Verse 18 in the Amplified says this. 1 Thessalonians 5, 18 in the Amplified says, Thank God in everything. No matter what the circumstances may be, be thankful and give thanks. Why? Because there's power when we are thankful. Amen? If you want the power of God to work in your life, you need to start being thankful. And I, I would actually encourage all of you in here to make a list of the things you, you can be thankful for. We all have something, right? I challenge you to make a list. And when you run out of paper, buy some more. Amen. We all have something to be thankful for. And when you make a list, or I tell you what, better than making a list, why don't you just thank him for everything? Isn't that what scripture says? Just thank you for everything. I thank you, Father God, for my life. The life you've given me, the air you put in my lungs, the heart that beats in my chest, the love that I feel for my fellow man. I thank you for my life, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank you for saving me. And I thank you for filling me with your Holy Ghost who leads and guides me into all truth. Hallelujah. I thank you, Father God, for your word. Hallelujah. I thank you for delivering me from the sin and the power of darkness. And you've translated me into the kingdom of your dear son. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank you for the ability to live life more abundantly through faith in the king of kings and the Lord of lords. I thank you for my beautiful wife. I, th <laughs> I thank you for my beautiful wife. And most of all, I thank you for giving her the love and patience to put up with me. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I thank you for my kids, that they're saved by the power and the, and the, and of the Holy Word of God. I, say, I thank you that they're saved, they're filled with the Holy Ghost, and they're doing the work of the Lord. And let me share something, brother. It don't matter what it looks like. Are you hearing me? I'm not telling you for you to sit God on them and get them saved. You need to thank God that they are saved. 
need to change our thinking. Doesn't our Bible say that we are to call those things which be not as though they were? Amen. Is that not what faith is? It was not, not the faith of Abraham? And it was accounted to him for righteousness because he called something that was not as, he, as though it was? God called him the father of many nations? Well, guess what? I can just see Abraham walking around right now saying, hey, everybody say, how you doing, brother Abraham? I'm father of many nations. What? You're 90 years old. Look at your wife. You ain't even got a kid. Next time you see him, he says, I'm father of many nations. He didn't go by. It said he considered not his body in the, in the deadness of his wife's womb. Amen. He, he didn't even consider that. God called him the father of many nations in his word and he was the father of many nations. How many of you know right now he's the father of many nations? Yeah. Hallelujah. So I thank you for my kids that are saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, and doing the work of the Lord. I thank you, Father God, for my grandsons and now a, a great-grandson. Hallelujah. Yeah. And I thank you for your promise that you will complete the work that you've started in their lives. Hallelujah. We speak the word of God over our families. Hallelujah. I thank you for my church family. I thank you for that, their love and their faithfulness to this ministry. Amen. That this, this congregation and those watching by live stream, they all love the word of God or they wouldn't be here. Hallelujah. And finally, but definitely not least, I say, I say thank you, Father God, that you have seated us with Christ at your right hand. In the heavenlies. Amen? Amen? How many of you know the view is always better from the top of the mountain? Amen. Amen? The view is always better when you're on top than when you're down in the valley. So I thank you, Father God, that you've seated me at your right hand. Hallelujah. You see what that list would do? How many of you started making your list as I was giving you mine? Amen. If we would just take the time and think about what God has done for us and where he's bought, brought us from. See, I don't forget where he brought me from. I don't forget the slime pit that I used to live in called the world. Where I did the things of the world, I thought like the world, I behaved like the world. And I was going to die like the world. And I thank him every day for bringing me out of that. Amen. Hallelujah. Be thankful. If you just take the time to think about what he's done for you, it'd be easy for you to make a list and you could be thankful, wouldn't it? Amen? Amen. Look at this real quickly, and I'm, I'm about done. Look at this real quickly in Psalm. Psalm 100. Psalm 100. And this is really should be how we behave in life. Amen? Psalm 100, verse 4 and 5. Say amen when you're there. It says, enter into his gates with what? Oh, yours don't say murmuring and complaining? <laughs> enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Now watch this. Be thankful 
to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. Hallelujah. Notice it says we are to enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his course with praise. I, I know this may be referring to some of you as your prayer life. You enter into his presence, right? Amen. But, and that's what it is. It's talking about entering into God's presence, not just in prayer. I want you to understand that. How many of you know that? Amen. When do you enter into God's presence? You never leave, do you? Amen. We never leave God's presence. I want you to keep that in mind. But the scripture, what it's talking about is our daily walk with God. We don't just enter into his presence when we go to him wanting something. We enter his presence when we open our eyes. Of course, like you say, even when we're asleep, he's with us. But most of us uh, aren't totally conscious of his presence when we're sleeping. Some of us, some of you may be, but I sleep pretty hard. I know he's with me. But when I get up in the morning, I realize it. That he's not only with me, but I'm also with him. So I enter his presence when I get up in the morning, and then I walk in his presence throughout the day. Are you seeing that? Amen. I love that when God showed me that. Praise God. Our daily walk, that we walk with God, is supposed to be filled with what? Come on, church. Praise and thanksgiving. Praise and thanksgiving. That's what your daily walk is supposed to consist of. Yeah, it's getting quiet, and that's okay. We're going to change, aren't we? We're going to get into agreement with God's word. I want everyone in here that's uh, uh, sitting under the sound of my voice that in the morning, the first thing you do when you open your eyes is say, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. And I want all you women to give me an accountability of your husbands. Amen. I'm not going to say that about the men giving accountability of his wives. Amen. Praise the Lord. I want you to notice also that it does not say. Everybody say, it does not say. It does not say to enter into God's presence and give him your list of your needs. How many of you know God already knows what you have need of? See, that's why I can't understand when people go to uh, just listing everything they want from God and they're asking him. They think they're praying. I used to do this. Lord, help me, Lord. You know I got this bill to pay, Father. Help me. Do something. Help me find some work, Lord. Do this, Lord. Do that. And finally he said, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm praying. He said, no, you're not. You're whining and complaining. He said, get up from there and start confessing my word over your life. Yes, Father. He said, because that's the only way you're going to get anything from me. You will not, and listen to your pastor, you will not move God by begging, complaining, and, and murmuring. 
and continually asking him for something. I know the Bible says asking you shall receive, don't it? Amen. But if you study that out, it also says you receive not because you don't ask right. You ask amiss. You're asking wrong. And I'm teaching you this morning that you ask by thanking him for it. I thank you, Father, already for the answer. And then you praise his name. Amen. Hallelujah. There's some of us getting it. Amen. We don't enter into it with giving him a list of our needs. We don't even enter into him telling about all the things that's going wrong in our life. How many of you ever done that? Come on. We're going to have to walk to call for liars. We've all murmured and complained about what we're going through. Well, let me say something. He knows what you're going through already. He knows every hair on your head. He knows what's going on in your life uh, before you get there. And he's trying to open doors for you. He's trying to open the doors for some of you this morning with this word. Because you're guilty. Just like I've been guilty of praying wrong, saying the wrong things. And he's trying to tell us this morning, I want you to give me thanks. I want you to be thankful. Because I've already given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. Amen. 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 Ephesians 1.3 says God has already blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Hallelujah. All we got to do is his people is we learn, need to learn how to receive. And being thankful is part of that education. Can I get an amen? amen. It says we're to enter his presence with thanksgiving and praise. In other words, every day, all day long, I'm just going to talk about me. I approach God in every situation, whether it be good or bad, with what? An attitude of gratitude. And I say, thank you, Father God. Uh, that you are my God. And I thank you, Father, for your goodness. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for the grace that you've given me. And I thank you for all the things that, uh, uh, for always being there for me. And I thank you for always uh, not just doing things for me, but you're always there to answer what I need. I thank you for what you've done. I thank you for what you're doing, and I thank you for what you're going to do. Amen. You hear what I'm saying? I'm not asking him for anything. I'm thanking him for it. There's a difference, ladies and gentlemen, and we got to learn it. Amen. Thank you, Father God, for being so good to me. I love you. I love you, Father, and I will forever worship your holy name. Amen. That's the way we approach God. Why would you want to approach God that way? Because he's a good God. He is. Isn't he good? He's a good God. Hallelujah. He's been good to all of us. I want you to think about this. Think about his goodness. Maybe this is just me. Some of y'all might have been cutting your teeth on pews when you was young, but I wasn't. And even growing up in Christ, I want you to think about these things. Think about all the times we've missed it. 
Anybody in here ever miss it? And his mercy was always been there for us. Thank you for the times that I've fallen short, Lord. And your grace has always been there for me. I thank you for all the times, Father God, that I've royally messed things up because I went about doing things my way. But when I came to myself, you opened your loving arms to me and said, that's okay, son, I'm going to fix it. Amen. Amen. The Bible says he makes even my mistakes to prosper when I repent and I turn it back over to him. God has always been for his children. He's never once been against them. How many of you know that? He's for us. He's not against us. Hallelujah. He's a good God. And he loves us. Amen? Hallelujah. Now I'm going to close with this. Turn with me to 1 Chronicles. Y'all just thought I was done. I love it when people close up their Bibles when I fool them and say, I'm just about done. Bloop. Close the Bible. I don't know why they do that. Luby's is closed. All right, 1 Chronicles chapter 16. Hallelujah. Talking about the goodness of God. Verse 34 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For his mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. The Bible puts a great deal of emphasis, my brothers and sisters, on God's people being grateful. The words that we just read in that scripture in 1 Chronicles appears at least five times in the book of Psalms. The same exact words. For the Lord is good, and for his mercy endures forever. Check it out. Hallelujah. And the principles of thankfulness. How many of you know thankfulness is a principle of God? You know what a principle of God means? That means if you don't do it, don't expect to receive. Amen. You've got to be thankful. You need to teach your kids to be thankful. Amen. Our kids, we're, 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 we're raising a generation of kids that don't appreciate nothing. I'm not being negative. I'm just saying what it is. We need to teach our kids to be thankful. I've seen people, kids that have uh, the latest, uh, almost the latest iPhone, they're begging their parents for the next version. And the parents are say, okay, I'll give it to you. No, appreciate what you got. If I had kids right now, they'd have a flip phone. It's what I grew up on. Good enough for me is good enough for you. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, good. We need to laugh more. Amen? Amen. So being thankful is very important to God. Better yet, you living a thankful life is what's really important. Hallelujah. I want to give you, I've mentioned over the last few weeks, three key principles to developing your faith that will help you to receive from God. Anybody remember what they are? 
I'm not, they're not in order, so I'm just going to give them to you like this. Number one, if you want to receive from God, always pray in agreement with his word. Amen. Always agree with God's word. He moves when you speak his word to him. That's a fact. He wants you to, just like any father wants their son to kind of mimic him, you know what I mean, by that? God wants you to mimic him. He says, as a matter of fact, he says we need to be imitating him. That means in not only our actions, but in our word. Amen? Amen. Number two. Today's message was pray with thanksgiving. Not begging God, but thanking God. Amen? Amen. And number three is you must mix patience with your faith. Amen. It's not that God hadn't already done it. Is that a word, done it? (laughs) It's not that he hasn't already done the things for you or given you everything. It's that you need to develop your faith to receive. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Praise God. Did you get anything out of this today? How many of you in here are really glad the series on faith is over? I'm glad you didn't raise your hand because it's really not over. Because it's just, oh, we're just taking a little break. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to have Thanksgiving next week uh, and communion. And then I don't know where the Lord's going to lead us, but it's going to be good. Why? Because the Lord is good. Amen. He's a good, good God. Well, we never want to close down a service without offering uh, everyone in here and everyone that's watching uh, by live stream an opportunity. Because here's the number one thing in our lives, that we're saved and we're going to heaven. I can't, play, I can't say it any plainer than that. There's not one thing that's more important in your life than giving your heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, you're in here this morning and you're watching my live stream and you're just tired of living life up and down. You're up one day and down the next. Up one day, down the next. You're tired of being a yo-yo Christian you want to surrender your life to the Lord Jesus Christ this morning, or you may want to give your life to him for the first time. If that's you and you're in here this morning, or even if you're watching by a live stream, you can raise your hand in your home because that God's going to see your hand. If that's you this morning, and you want to give your life to the Lord or rededicate your life to the Lord, if you would, just raise a hand real quickly and put it right back down. Hallelujah. The Lord Jesus sees those hands. wouldn't be fair of me to not just say this to you also that you may already be saved but there's something in your life there's a sin that just keeps creeping back in you don't want to do it but when it comes around you just you, you just need more strength to fight it off and you want to lay that sin at the altar of the feet of Jesus today this morning and leave it there. Not pick it up again the next time it visits you. But you want to get rid of it once and for all. If that's you, I want you to raise a hand and put it right back down. 
God sees those hands. With every head raised and every eye open. I want everyone in this place and those under the sound of my voice to repeat this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I come before you a sinner that needs your grace and I need your mercy. I thank you, Father, that right now I confess that Jesus Christ is your only begotten Son and that He died on the cross so that I could live. I thank you that right now He's seated at your right hand and because I'm confessing your word, I'm seated with Him. Jesus Christ, I thank you that you come into my heart and change me from the inside out. You show me in your word where I need to fix what I need to fix and I will immediately do it. In your precious name I pray. And everyone said, Amen. Now if you was in here, uh, you can do this, or especially you watching by uh, live stream, Go to our website. There's all kind of resources on there that you can download or listen to. the uh, listen to. You can download the podcast. Everything's free. Download those messages and listen to them over and over again. I encourage everyone in here to do that. It ain't over when I get done preaching it. There's things that I've listened to before, and every time I listen to it, I get something. So I encourage everyone to go to our website, uh, hillcountrycowboychurch.com, and download those messages and listen to them. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Well, guess what? Until the next time we meet, everybody say Wednesday. Until the next time we meet, (laughs) I want you to live your life expecting a miracle because we serve a miracle-working God. Have a blessed day in Jesus. You're dismissed.